Hello, welcome to Frosto Talks. I'm your host, Frosto. Just an all-around regular guy trying to spread overwhelming positivity and help you look at the brighter side of things. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Frosto Talks. I'm your host, Frosto, bringing you another 5 a.m. banger with a twist today, as I have yet to have my cup of coffee, and from the looks of it, probably not going to have my cup of coffee anytime soon. Madness, I know. Why, you ask? Well, I have to give some blood, do some studies, and uh, do some stuff that uh, requires me to be completely fasted, and it seems like every time I walk in there and they ask me if I've had coffee, and I say, yeah, they like, give me this look, like, the tests aren't going to come out correct, so... Uh, I figured I wanted as most accurate read as possible, so skipping out on my cor- my morning cup of coffee. Although I did not anticipate to be up this early today. Anyway, um, I just had a lot on my mind and got out of bed and decided to turn on the mic and start spitting some shit. You know what I mean? So fingers crossed that I'm able to string a few words along. To make complete sentences and, um, yeah, speak my mind. And what's been on my mind? What's kept me up? What woke me up? Well, I kind of wanted to get a little deep on you today. Not like super annoyingly deep. But I wanted to just talk to you about something that uh, a friend of mine brought to my attention. And I really uh, started thinking back, thinking on it, thinking back. And thinking how it applies to my life, how it's applied to my life, and how, while in many eyes it's a negative, I kind of feel like it's one of my superpowers. When you hear the word vulnerable, what do you think? For some reason, most people, even myself at one point, consider vulnerable weak. We correlate the word vulnerable with weak. And again, in my opinion, that couldn't be further from the truth. When I was a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old walking around like I had an S on my chest, thinking I was all that in a bag of chips, the last thing I wanted to be was weak. The last thing I wanted to be perceived as weak. And in my older age, I came to the realization that the reason for that was because I was weak and I was vulnerable. Now, I know you're saying, Vic, you just said that vulnerable wasn't weak, but quite the contrary. I was vulnerable because of my age. I was vulnerable because of my size. I was vulnerable because of my physical attributes that I couldn't defend myself. against the abusers that I grew up with. Once again, I dealt with many forms of abuse from (laughs) physical to sexual to mental and emotional all through my adolescence and a little bit into my teens. And because of that, I created this persona, if you will, the Frosto. I know it sounds silly, but at the time I needed that person to feel normal I take depression and suicide very serious, 
and I'm never one to claim that. I'm never one to claim that I ever had suicidal tendencies. But the recklessness in which I chose to live my life would have made you think otherwise. And I don't say that to brag or to, I don't know, boast in any way. Just give me a little dose of what was my reality way back when before I knew much about myself. And that's the kicker, right? Like, we spend all this time trying to figure ourselves out. And in the process, we get lost. We get like, you know, caught up in little side missions before we truly understand why we are the way that we are. And more importantly, why until we embrace who we are. So after years of being lost and angry and sad and, once again, weak, it wasn't until recently that I learned to look at everything that I am, good, bad, ugly, flaws, positives, as my superpower because that's how I am. For those that know me, I am probably one of the most emotional motherfuckers in existence. Like, I cry over a Johnson & Johnson commercial. (laughs) My wife makes fun of me when we're sitting on the couch watching TV, and this scene could be remotely sad or emotional or or cute or, you know, the the couple at the end find each other, and she turns and looks at me, and you hear me... It should just should just laugh because it's inevitable, right? She can almost cue it up. She can almost time it. And I'm not even talking about sad movies. It could be a war movie, and it could be like the climax part where like the good guys are, you know, winning or you know, like 13 hours for those have, 13 hours for those who've seen 13 hours. Like at the end when like you know the you know the good guys make it through the night. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter how many times I watch that movie, I cry. Ask my wife; she laughs every time. I think she used to get annoyed about it, but now she just laughs at me. And I've realized and come to the conclusion that the reason why I'm so easy... I I wasn't always like this, by the way. Like, I was not always like this. This is probably within the last five years. Um, And go figure. It's it's when I got off meth um, that it's really started to kick in. Um, I've been been clean off crystal meth for shit going on 10 years now. I think next... I think, oh my gosh, it's going to be 10 years. It's going to be 10 years in a week or so. It's kind of cool. Um, but for, for those that don't know the effects of meth or um, have met anybody that, you know, used to take meth, it truly rewires your brain. Um, it does. Not even just for the sake of the drug and your addiction and wanting the drug. I mean, yeah, those, those things happen. But it rewires your thought process. And unfortunately, some don't make it back. Uh, I can count many of people that I've that I've I've come across that they're just not the same. They're not the same after they started using for a prolonged period of time. And you know, I want to say I was one of the lucky ones. I was not only able to bounce back, but recover, stay clean. You know, although every day is a, every day is a struggle, but. I was able to use those experiences and apply them to my life. I'm very light about it, by the way. Like, obviously, I'm broadcasting this on a platform that anyone can listen to. 
But even when you know me or you see me, I, I'm very open about not only my drug use and addiction, but how it affected me. And once again, I never want to come off braggadocious or pompous and, you know, be boasting about the things that I've survived from. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is what made me who I am. If you meet someone that backpacked across Europe after high school to discover themselves and they talk about it, it makes more sense, right? Because it's a positive experience. Well, I didn't really get to backpack through Europe, but I put a shitload of stuff up my nose. And because I was able to bounce back and come back from that, I feel like it amplified the person that I am in a positive way because I chose to be positive about it. And once I got clean, once I got sober, I realized that the damn that kept my emotions at bay started to crumble. And little by little, I would just get waves and waves and waves of, of emotions and memories and thoughts. And that by far has to probably be one of the most annoying things about sobriety. The further along you get from a situation, the less emotionally attached you are to it. So you can be honest with yourself or if other people were involved. I mean, think about it. We all have that thing that happened in high school or an ex-girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend or something, right? And at the time, you would have fucking taken it to your grave, man. You would have been like, nope, nope, that wasn't me. I didn't do it or whatever. And the, the, the longer you get away from that one incident, some could argue the more mature you get, you're able to be a little bit more honest with yourself and, you know, tell the truth well in my case every lie every person I did dirty every scumbag move I did every burst of anger and violence that came out of me all came pouring back in actually no let me rephrase that came trickling back into my life and there'll be days where I'll be sitting and just thinking of something that happened when, you know, I was a piece of shit. And I'll start crying because, like, it hurts me to know that I was that guy. It hurts me to know that I was in a position to, to hurt somebody physically, mentally, emotionally. And all I was doing was reflecting how I felt. I mean... Makes the most sense, right? Don't need to be a rocket scientist. Don't need a degree in psychology to know that. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that that's what I was doing. And some could argue that's why I am the way that I am now. Just such a positive, fun-loving guy. You know, I often joke and say I could step on a pile of shit and turn the corner and probably still be smiling. Just because I've lived a life of anger. I know what that feels like. I know the weight that it bears on your soul. That I refuse to ever go back to that. And in that same breath, that's the reason for my emotional status, if you will. Why I am, why I allow myself to almost overfeel because I didn't feel for so long, both by choice and because of the drugs. I was emotionally stinted in growth. And it, they say that when a, when a child experiences drama or begins drugs at a, at, a, at a young age, 
their maturity stops. They stop to form. And it makes all the sense in the world because although I was a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, I would react to things as a 7-year-old, as an 8-year-old. <clears throat> I believe my first memory of being sexually abused was, uh, I think I was like 7. So if you think about it, I had a mentality of a 7-year-old all through my adolescence, even though I into my teens. <clears throat> and once I started drugs, then I got stunted there. So I was like a, a bigger seven-year-old kind of that was 13. <laughs> and it just it was just a long road of misery from there. So that's why now at the, to this day I, I I try to I try to just be the complete opposite of that in every way. I, most importantly, I play with my kids. If I come home and I've had a long day, I've had a rough day, I've been dealing with some bullshit, this, that, and the other. And I don't know, my kid, a perfect example. I came home yesterday after, uh, not the best day. And, you know, I had a lot of my mind, was a little annoyed, venting to the wife. And in the middle of that, my daughter, who was eating spaghetti, of course, spaghetti, right? Well, the sauce. She like hammer fists the spoon and noodles and sauce like goes flying everywhere on her and everywhere, right? Gets, gets her brother. And yeah, irritating. But I thought to myself in that moment, if I yell at her, am I yelling at her because of what she did or am I yelling at her because I'm upset? And if I were yelling at her because of what she did, is it going to come out more aggressive because I'm upset already? So what did I do? I turned, I looked at her and I simply said, hey, let's not do that, yeah? And... In that moment, she understood. Brothers didn't get freaked out. Wife didn't get annoyed. And I continued the peace in my home. What's the point, right? I've said it in many episodes before. As parents, it's our goal to break the generational traumas of our youth. Whether it be of our parents or whatever adult figure we had in our lives. They were all influential in some way. And if you didn't like a certain something growing up, why are you going to be doing that to your children when you finally have a family? Not dying. That's not how it works. So the point of this podcast and the point of this episode was brought up because I've, I've been recently going through a lot. Um, for those that don't know, my mom is uh, fighting her second bout with cancer. Excuse me. Unlike the first time around, where it was uh, seemed like a simpler fix, and they were able to remove uh, the tumor, which a kidney had to come out, but they were able to get it out. And luckily, she's a healthy, she's a healthy young woman. Um, you know, always fit, always active, always moving. Sound familiar? Um, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't doesn't do anything really. You know, she, so 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 her living her life functioning on one kidney wasn't that big of a deal. But unfortunately, uh, the cancer spread. And not only did the cancer spread, but it spread to her lungs. Now, my mom and I have a very, very, very sacred relationship. I mean, she's my best friend. Everybody knows that. And I've been able to be on... For as much as my wife has influenced my life and, and, and quite literally saved me and helped me mature into the man that I am today, 
My mom is the reason why I never really dove into the deep end of the shit. At the worst times and the worst moments, I always heard my mom in the back of my voice. I always heard my mom's voice in the back of my head. Like, mijo, just don't. Mijo, it's not worth it. Mijo, just come home. I always say that in a time of need, I never want my kids to say, oh shit, I don't want my dad to find out. I want my kids to say, oh shit, I need to call my dad. Because that's something that I grew up with. That's something that my mom was able to give me. And as, 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 as terrified as I may have been, and as, as much as I dreaded saying those words, I knew that when I called my mom and I said, Mom, I fucked up, it was, what can I do? Yeah, you know, she, she maybe might have yelled at me or scolded me or punished me after the fact. But at that moment, when in my time of need, she was there. Now, being a good son means being there for, for your parents, right? Being, being there for her like she was there for me. But my, mom, my poor mom, bless her heart, is so wrapped up even still in helping others that, in her opinion, in her eyes, she doesn't want to, quote, worry me with her issues. <laughs> what kind of fucked up sideways shit is that, right? Like, that's my mom, bro. Like, of course I'm going to worry, you know? And, and so it wasn't until recently that I've, I've I don't want to say convinced her, but I've, I've begged her to finally just open up and be honest with me. Because I see it. I mean, I see it. She's fucking fighting cancer, man. Like, she's, she's, she's literally fighting for her life. So how are you going to tell me that you don't want me to worry, Right? And, and it wasn't until recently that I finally got her to be more honest and upfront with me. And with that honesty comes the weight of reality. And a few weeks ago was the first time in, 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 in this fight that I could hear that she was scared. And that fucked me up, man. It really did. You know, here's my mom, the fucking badass, the, the woman that raised me single-handedly, you know, grinding all her life and doing what she does and, 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 you know, now seeing her scared was probably the worst feeling that, that I could have ever felt, that I've ever felt in my life because I was so helpless. Like, this is something that she's going through. And I, I hate the people that, you know, make things about themselves, right? Like, we all know those people. Like, someone could pass and there they are posting every memory or, or, or oh shit, almost making things up on how influential this said person was in their life. And they needed to make it about them in some way, right? Even in their passing. So I always feel guilty. And I always feel dumb being so sad and being so torn up about my mom's situation because she's the one going through it. I'm not the one going through it. But at the end of the day, that's my fucking mom, man. It's my mommy. So, needless to say, I've been kind of a mess. Now, if you ask anyone around me, I don't know, it's just Vic. He's cool. But like everybody else, we're all struggling internally in silence. The biggest difference between others and the way that I deal with things is I'm 
upfront with myself and I challenge myself and I take these things head on. I don't drown my sorrows in alcohol anymore. I don't numb my pain with drugs anymore. I don't escape my reality anymore. I take it head on. And that, and that is why my vulnerability is my superpower. I've lived so many years of my life suppressing that fear of being weak and vulnerable that when I accepted it in my life, it came at me like a ton of bricks, almost making me relive everything bad that I did. And for the last 10 years, I've been able to take all those memories as lessons and how to improve and not be that person. And although I may cry over a Johnson & Johnson commercial, because I allow myself to feel the way that I do, when shit gets real, when shit gets heavy, I'm already there. I've already been there. I live there in that vulnerability. So instead of it completely sidelining and derailing me, I mean, it still does to an extent, right? I'm able to move in that situation. I'm able to live in that chaos. That is probably <clears throat> one of the hardest things my family and I have had to go through. I've had to go through. So that's why I ask you to look inward and to accept your vulnerability, to accept your feelings. I know because of recent PC culture that almost sounds dumb, but things are cliche because they're true. I know I've mentioned this before, but just because something is quote cliche, that doesn't mean it loses its validity. It, it, if anything, it means that it's appropriate to apply. So when I say be vulnerable, please don't mistake it for being weak. Because that's quite literally the opposite. You need to be strong to allow yourself to be vulnerable. That weak kid that was limited by his physical attributes is a fucking man now. That can manhandle 400 pounds on the bar. That could take someone down half his, twice his size. That's... A pretty decent shot if need be. So for as much as I've worked on myself to not be weak physically, my vulnerability allows me to be strong emotionally. It might sound a little counterintuitive, but I promise you, once you achieve that level of acceptance, you'll realize that handling the hard shit becomes a little easier. So, like I said, want to get a little deep on you today. I hope it wasn't too much. But I strongly urge for you to look inward and allow yourself to be vulnerable on a day-to-day. -day. 
And I promise you that 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 little extra connection to your feelings will make all the difference. Till next time, folks. Hope you have a great day.